Folks, the bombshell news happens today. Jordan Addison transfers from the University of Pittsburgh thanks to a large NIL deal supposedly from the USC Trojans. This is a huge news, not just for Pitt, but also for National College Football and NIL. This is the biggest thing we could have imagined, but Jordan Addison is gone. A huge blow to the Pitt program. There's so many different ramifications from that. We're going to discuss all of them here today on the Locked On Pit podcast. Our Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. If you are watching this, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Do all those great things. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review and do that as well. Now, folks, wow. I mean, I don't think anyone saw this coming. Now, you knew the May 1st deadline was coming up, so some weird things could happen. But Jordan Addison reportedly is transferring. From Pitt, he is apparently heading to USC. Incredible story here, man. I don't, I I really don't know how to react to this because this is unbelievable. I I mean, really, you want to talk about a bombshell that just hits you like a ton of bricks. This is that story. But I, I guess let's start off with this. We let, Let's start off with the very real discussion, right? Jordan Addison is transferring thanks to a large NIL deal, and he's not even officially hit the portal yet. And this is a big distinction. He has not officially hit the transfer portal yet. And so here's the cool thing for Jordan Addison. Big-time bag coming his way. Big-time bag. And I want, want to clarify this. It's not like Pitt wasn't paying him. Pitt was very much paying him good money, and more importantly, they were paying him more money than they were last year. That you know, there were a lot of teams that had come up and had tried to steal Jordan Addison from this from Pitt before, and Pitt had matched him. So Jordan Addison was going to make a lot of money. I, I mean, we are talking near a million dollars. So Jordan Addison was going to make a lot of money here at Pitt. They had staved off a numerous amount of teams like Texas and other Blue Bloods that had tried to come in and get Jordan Addison. But this deal is going to be so lucrative with USC, Addison's going to be swimming in cash. Which is good for him. I mean, really, good for him. I'm all for these players being paid. I've long said they should be paid. I'm cool with it, right? I like the players being able to be paid. They should be. The schools have made so much money off their backs for so long. It, it It's natural for them that they should be paid. But the NIL landscape, combined with you know the one-year transfer portal rule, and I'm completely in favor of one NIL and the transfer portal rules because I feel like as a player, you should be able to leave a situation you don't love 
just like a coach would, right? You know, you should be able to move wherever you want. And then I also look at an IL and say, yeah, you should be able to make money off your name, image, and likeness. But there's a few things I think we have to separate between NIL, the transfer portal, and these players being paid. First of all, all those three things, in essence, with each other, are good. Separate of each other, good things. The players deserve more power. They deserve to have more empowerment. They deserve to have more freedom. They do. That's very true. But I think where we get into the muddy part of everything is when we start bringing in tampering. Now, the NCAA had technically already quashed this by saying, yeah, you're not allowed to tamper. You're not allowed to, you know, the boosters aren't allowed to communicate with other players while they're actively on another roster. And and that is certainly something that is not being enforced. We saw, you know, Tyler Harrell go to Bama, essentially be tampered with while he was at Louisville. We've seen that, and this is another example of that. Jordan Addison is, again, not even officially hit the transfer portal docket yet. So he's not even officially in it. They're just straight up talking to him while he's chilling out here at Pitt. Which brings so many different levels to this. Because Jordan Addison is going to go to USC because of large tampering between boosters and him and his team, right? And so, you know, it, it's kind of like this. So you don't have the pro format, right? So you don't have contracts. You don't have any of this. You don't have competitive balance stuff. You have none of that, which is okay, whatever. That's how you're going to live. It's cool. If that's how we're going to ride this thing, that's okay. It's kind of whatever, really. It, it is whatever. But here's the thing. You can't have tampering with that because it's what it's going to do is it's going to shift the balance of power inordinately to five to ten teams. You know, USC, Bama, Clemson, uh, you know, all these teams that have a crap ton of donor base. Everyone else is just going to become feeder programs to them. And that's going to become the issue. The competitive balance of the NCAA is not going to be good. And now if you're a fan of one of those fan bases, I mean, you're swimming, man. But tampering is going to be what's really going to be the poison here. But there's the question, how the heck do you enforce tampering? Unless there's an actual snitch that's kind of, you know, dealing it out, you can't even enforce it. So the NCAA is quite honestly toothless. And so now you have to talk about, well, how do you fix this? And that's a that's a tough question, because again, you to me, paying the players is always the right move. Allowing the players players to move through the portal is the right move. So what do you do now? Like seriously, what do you do now? So do you say, just say this is the mandatory stipend for every player? Do we just go full on pay for play? Is that's what is that what we need to do? Like, is that what needs to happen at the upper levels of college football? I, I don't know. It, it's 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 a tough case. Again, the players should have all the freedom they want. They should be able to make money 
They should be able to do all of that. But you can't have unfettered tampering because that destroys the competitive balance. It's not like the NCAA wasn't already unbalanced. It certainly was. But you're telling me you're going to allow the big sharks to swim around any good player, any team. Essentially, that is not one of the top five to ten blue bloods in the in the you know country. They're just going to be allowed to swim around these guys and just take them. That, to me, is a problem in competitive balance. If the guy decides on his own, okay, uh, this team's not paying me a lucrative enough NIL deal, and I'm going to enter the portal and see what my options are. It's a completely different story from saying, I'm still enrolled at Pitt, I'm still on the team at Pitt, and these boosters are talking to me from the other side. That's tampering. And that's just something that is legitimately, in my opinion, this is an unsustainable environment in college football. I think that competitive balance is going to be thrown off so heavily. I think it's really going to be an issue. And so you, you're just having these programs kind of circle the waters, if you will. And every other team kind of becoming a de facto feeder unit to these top five to ten teams on top of those teams already getting elite recruits, right? Because they're paying the recruits. So you, you've got all of that, and it just makes it hard for a, a team like Pitt, a team like Louisville, a team that's, you know, maybe right there. Pitt can pay a lot of money. Heck, they were paying a lot of money to Jordan Addison. They paid a ton of money to Kenny Pickett last year. But they just can't pay what a USC is going to pay. And that's where I think we get into trouble here in the NIL market. And again, I think it's a good thing for the players to be paid. I think they should. Get your money worth, man. Cool. Go for it. But let's also be realistic in the fact that this tampering stuff, it's, it's not going to be worth it. It's not going to help college football as a sport. It's not going to help it as a collective group. And that's the big thing here is what I think we need to kind of look out. I don't have all the answers. I don't. I don't have a defined plan of how to make this go away, of how to make tampering like this go away, of how to fix, to, of how to fix somehow competitive balance. I think it's a very tough issue. But I do know it's a problem. It's going to wane people's interests. It, it really is. It will wane people's interests eventually. And so I think that's the crux of this situation in that regard. Good for Jordan Addison to get his money, man. I do think the tampering part of this is what is the issue. It's, it's an issue I think the NCAA is going to have to work for for the sake of competitive balance. All right. Now let's talk about Addison leaving and the impact on the Pitt program. Because this is huge for Pitt. It really is, and this is going to change their program and change the outlook and all of that. However, first, folks, let me let you know about Built Bar, because if you want a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, I have you. It is Built Bar because all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and yeah, even the Built Bar Puffs, which are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, covered in 100% real chocolate, and that means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy while actually enjoy doing it. And yes, Built Bars are in so many different flavors, folks. You can hit any flavor you want from banana cream pie to raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. But you get all the health benefits of a protein bar while having the taste of a chocolate bar. It's low in calories, low in sugar, 
low in net carbs, high in protein. Built Bar has everything you want in a protein bar. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LAC15 and get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LAC15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast as we are continuing to talk about Jordan Addison transferring. Just a huge bombshell to Pitt and the program as a whole. And here's where I think we start to look at the football side of things. So you lose Jordan Addison, which is just obviously a huge loss. And here's the bigger thing. I think when we talk about when we lose Jordan Addison versus, say, you lose, uh, uh, you, you lose just another guy. It's not just the fact that oh, he's the Belinikoff Award winner and he's Pitt's best player. Yeah, uh, it's not just that. It's the fact that now you know you are predicated on offense so much, and he's going to take control of games and he's going to force other guys to be essentially one-on-one covered. Now the onus is placed a lot more on Jared Wayne, a lot more on Kanata Mumfield. And here's the cool, here's like the, the interesting thing to me. I actually think Pitt has a really good receiving core, even without Jordan Addison. Like I seriously do. I think this receiving core is actually still pretty good. You look at Mumfield, who I've been I have been sky high on Kanata Mumfield. I seriously think Kanani Mumfield has the chance to be a very special player. And I, I I love that they landed him through the portal. That was a big win for them in the portal. And I believe this when I say this. I think this is going to be huge for him in terms of what he can do. But when I kind of look at this receiving core now, okay, Mumfield takes what Addison did. So he's going to fill into that role. Jared Wayne's going to do what Jared Wayne did. And now you have a battle for wide receiver three. And this battle is going to be between Jalen Barden. You're going to have Jaden Bradley in there. You're going to have Bub Means, the new transfer from Louisiana Tech. You're going to have all of these guys coming in here that have potential win this job right it's a talented unit i think you have some questions about it but you still have you know addison copeland in there you are still going to get Shane wabuko so you do have plenty of talented guys still here now it just becomes more a question of the wide receiver three four spot who's going to be the next guy to step up is it means is it barton is it bradley i don't know I legitimately don't know. But I do think that this unit is still very talented. And that is something I do want to say. This unit still has a lot of talent, a lot of speed. And I want to say that speed, good Lord, between Barton, Means, and Wabuko, this unit can fly. I think also Mumfield is pretty fast, but he's going to fit the three-level kind of route runner role that Addison filled. 
And so Mumfield's going to have a ton on his plate, man. A ton on his plate. And I am legitimately looking at Addison and kind of the difference between him and Mumfield. And there's a lot, and there's, I think, two key differences. One, I think Mumfield is a more fluid type of route runner in the sense that it's more pretty, I guess, is what you would say. And by that, I mean, I think he uses his eyes a little better. I think Addison, though, is quicker, and I think he's more explosive out of his breaks. So I think that's the two big things. I think Addison has a lot of just deceptive explosiveness where he kind of just moves two steps and he's gone, and you're like, how the heck did he do that? And he's just special in that regard. And then I think the other thing is, I think Jordan Addison's better after the catch. I think Jordan Addison's an absolute wizard after the catch. And I think that's where he's going to make his money, man. I really do. I think he's going to make his money like that. And so I think Jordan Addison is obviously the best receiver in college football. I have long believed that. Um, And so I think he is that guy, right? Jordan Addison is a special player in that regard. I think Kanani Mumfield, though, can be incredible. I really do. I watch his tape, and I've said it before. Reminds me of Jerry Judy in a lot of ways. He really does. And so I think Mumfield's going to have to be the big guy, man. Big man on campus. Putting a lot on him. Putting a lot on him. But I think that Addison, specifically, just is more well-rounded right now. But Mumfield, man, telling you, this dude's ceiling is real. And Pitt's wide receiving core is still very deep. It obviously sucks to lose your number one receiver because he's your number one receiver and he's a special, special football player. He really is. Addison is a special player. And I'm not going to act like Pitt is just going to move on and be like, yeah, we lost a lot Jordan Addison. Like, they're not that type of program, man. They're going to feel the effects of this. More onus on the defense, although I do think the defense is kind of looking up right now. But this is also more pressure on Keaton slowness. And so he's going to have to do more. And I think that is also kind of here. And there's that angle from it. All right, folks, but I do kind of want to talk a little bit about, okay, now that Addison's gone, who might step up in that wide receiver three role? Who I think might win that? And how this can affect the offense as a whole other than just kind of on the field. First, let me let you know about BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's talk about this. Wide receiver three is now a question. Who's going to be? We named some names earlier that could fit in there. But I think there's a lot more to talk about of who could actually fit in there. And so when I look at this overall, I figure 
that Jalen Barden is the leader in this role. And when I look at Jalen Barden, I think Barden is an extremely talented player. <laughs> I mean, in the limited snaps we've seen of him, the guy's special in terms of speed. The speed is special. And, and you can just see it. It's not just a build-up speed. It's just an instant go. And he's got a different gear than everyone else on that football field. And that is special in a lot of regards. And so when I look at what he kind of has, you can't not be impressed by what, what Barton has physically. Explosiveness, agility, speed, it's all there. And then you saw kind of the steps he took as a route runner, but as a deep, as a deep threat, the guy's just dynamite, man. I mean, he really just is. He understands how to stack players. He's got great ball tracking. He's kind of got that all. Body control. He's got that all. So he's a really special deep threat that I think Pitt could use as such a dynamic player. And so we'll see if that's what kind of ends up transpiring here. But I think he's a very real contender here. Just because you're not going to find many dudes that can run as fast as Jalen Barton can and then pair that with some of the deceptiveness he brings and the nuances he brings to the table as a deep threat. And I really do believe that. Now, he has drop issues. I think he still has to work a little bit on the three-level stuff and the releases. But I, I think that special speed gives him an up, man. On the other hand, there's Bub Means. And Bub Means... He's another one of those very special players, um, speed-wise. Just the, the height-weight speed, you know, 6'2", runs a 4'4'4", four, four, four. that could be something, right? Now, Means is, is going to come in, and if he is eligible right away, could be that dude, man. I mean, just a big play threat waiting to happen. Similar to, to Byrne, he understands how to win at all three levels, which is very special in that regard. Because you just don't see a lot of guys win at all three levels like that. Um, so I think he's a little bit different from Barton. I think he has the same type of speed. But I don't think he has as much nuance in stacking guys. And I don't necessarily think he's 100% as polished from that perspective. Ball tracking, I think he does need to work on that a little bit. But I think he's more of a three-level threat. And I think that is important to talk about. Because you are allowed to be able to do more with Bub Means. And I think he's got a little more of a of expanded route tree than, say, the deep threat does in Jalen Barnes. So maybe he's there. Jaden Bradley. You now throw him in. We talk about a guy that has upside and upside and upside. Well, we talked about Jaden Bradley before. His upside is obviously there. The guy has dynamic change of direction ability for his size. And he can still go up and win above the rim. And so... When I look at what I actually see in Jaden Bradley, you're seeing a guy that is raw skills right now and releases in terms of his routes. You see he's raw there, but man, the potential is great. He has really, really, really rare sink and, and change of direction ability. Just very rare for his size. Big guy who can do little guy things. And I think that's always a special type of player because you just don't see a lot of dudes that can move like he does. And, and you know, I can't even disregard some of the freshmen, man. 
I, you know, Addison Copeland came in, apparently impressed in the spring. Shayna Wabuko is an absolute speedster. But my guess, and this is just my guess, I think we end up seeing Jalen Barden get this job. I think he's been chomping at the bit. He took over for Taysier Mack and made plays whenever, you know, at, for that very short time against Miami. Every time he has been out there, he seems to make plays. He's an explosive playmaker. He's a guy that can really open up the game. And I think in this offense where, you know, Frank Signet likes to take those shot plays. There are two obvious candidates. Obviously, Mumfield is still there. But I also truly believe that when we look at overall what Barton did last year in terms of getting those limited opportunities and taking advantage of them, he did it. And he continues to showcase his acumen when running those deep routes. And so he's the guy that I would imagine taking over that role. And so the shot plays are going to have to be there at some point because it's part of Frank Cincinnati's scheme. Keaton Slovis, though, is going to have to be better. He's going to have to be better than we thought he was. You know, not going to be as easy. When you don't have that number one receiver who can carry a ton of the load, you 100% have to be there as the quarterback. You have to be the dude. And so the onus is going to be a lot more placed on Keaton Slovis. So can he make that play? Or Nick Patty for the matter whether it's Slovis or Patty whoever ends up starting whether Slovis or Patty they are going to have to elevate they are going to have to be the answer simple as that they have to be the answer and so really what we're talking about here is more onus being placed on the quarterback position to not be as much of a game manager anymore and that wide receiver three stepping up, this could be Jalen Barden's breakout opportunity. And this is big time because he's always had that raw talent that you like. We'll see if that comes to fruition. But folks, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We will cover this even more. We'll talk Jordan Addison. We'll talk more about this in the coming days. Certainly at that, it's a huge story. And we need to cover it from all angles. And there's so much more to talk about in regards to this. So we will make sure to talk about that, folks. As always, thank you for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.